Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. SoupX, the Startup Expo, North America's premier startup conference, is March 6th and 7th, 2017, in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Affordably priced, SoupX is a two-day international conference featuring workshops, panels, speeches, a $50,000 startup competition, and over 100 exhibitors. For more information, go to sup-x.org. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Amar Dayani. He's the co-founder and president at Stock Jocks. Amar, welcome to the show. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Really yeah, I'm appreciate e- it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I actually um, found out about you guys through uh, Dragon's Den. And for people that don't know what that is, that's basically like the Canadian version of Shark Tank. So, you know, I, I thought what you guys were doing is, is really innovative and, and really cool. But maybe before we kind of get into uh, what exactly Stock Jocks is, let's start off with getting to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, my name is Amar Dayani. Uh, I live in Toronto. I grew up in Scarborough and okay. um, I, I just I just love the big city life. Um, I, I went to Dr. Norman Bethune Collegiate and that's where I met my two best friends in grade nine who are now my business partners. Um, really? So I've known them for about, I've known them for about 12 years now. So uh, it, it, it's been a, it's been a long time. Um, when we graduated from high school, we actually uh, went our separate ways. I went to Western, and they went to uh, York and U of T, respectively. Okay. And um, it, it didn't uh, it didn't really take away from our friendship. We we still kept in touch. Um, we had our we had our WhatsApp groups where we would pretty much talk to each other and talk shit about fantasy all the time and all that um so so we we would always keep in touch and then when i would come back to toronto for the summer um when i was done school we would hang out all the time and then uh, just last year uh last spring actually um we all we all graduated and uh we were just ironically sitting at a boston pizza and uh, we were watching the uh we were watching the the raptors game and um, the idea, the idea just came up right as we were as we were watching because I remember um, uh, we had we we had uh, Kyle Lowry on our on our fantasy team, and he actually left the game because he tweaked like his hamstring or something. Okay. And um, and he was on my fantasy team, and I was just like, man, like can't believe he's gone. Like I wish I could just drop him and just pick up Corey Joseph because now he's going to be playing in the game. Sure. So then that's. So that's when pretty much the light bulb went off and we were like, Hey, what if you could do that? What if you could pick and drop players while the game was going on? So we, we did our due diligence and then we saw that no one pretty much took traditional fantasy and daily fantasy to the next level. So we saw, we saw that fantasy originated with platforms like traditional fantasy, like Yahoo, for example. Sure. And then from there, it went to daily fantasy like DraftKings and FanDuel, and everyone pretty much just started replicating that model. No one actually took it to the next level. So we thought, why, why, why don't we do that? No one's doing it. I think uh, we have the right team. We all bring we all bring something unique and something different to the table, 
So we were able to uh, actually execute. And um, you know what? I tell people all the time, like, I think I think we'd be foolish to think that we were the first ones that thought of this idea. Mm-hmm. But I mean, thinking of an idea is just one thing, but execution is key. So we, we were just extremely proud of ourselves that we were able to execute um, and uh, pretty much introduce live fantasy sports to uh, the world. Sure. So before we kind of get a little bit deeper into exactly what you your platform is, for, for people that don't know, what is kind of fantasy sports? So fantasy sports is pretty much a, a generic term now. So pretty much you build a team of, of players from different teams. Okay. So you're pretty much selecting players and formulating your own team, but those players don't have to be on the same real team. And then you compete with your virtual team against other virtual teams. And these virtual teams are called fantasy teams. Got you. And, and mm-hmm. traditionally, um, just for the listener, do is it like you compete with your friends or is it strangers or both? So you can do both. So traditionally, when, uh, when how traditional fantasy sports started was you join a fantasy draft and then whether it may be with your, with your friends in a private pool or with strangers in a public pool, it's totally up to you. And then you draft a team, and then that team is yours for the whole season. So you're stuck with that team no matter what. Right. So, um, and I think, I think this is the problem that daily fantasy sports solve. Whereas if you just take, take um, Steph Curry, for example. If you, if you had Steph Curry on your fantasy team for the whole season – and God forbid, let's say he breaks his leg in his first game, sure, and he's out and he's out for the season. Your fantasy team is now screwed. Right. You just lost your first overall pick, and you're probably not going to do well anymore, right? Sure. And that's the problem we feel that that the DFS uh, uh, platform solved. Whereas now uh, you can have Steph Curry on your team, but now you only have him on your team for the day. But then we still see we still thought of that as a problem because let's say I am playing DraftKings and I and I drafted Steph Curry. Once again, the same thing could happen. Let's say he breaks his leg and he's out for the game. Now my DFS lineup is is is, is going to go to crap because now I spend most of my budget on Steph Curry and he left the game and I can't do anything about it. So it it, it solved the problem that you don't have to stick with um, your team for the whole season, but uh, injuries can still happen. You know, players are, can still be inefficient, and the lineups are still locked. So we still saw that as a problem, and that's why we introduced the live in-game uh, picking and dropping. Yeah, so kind of walk me through how that kind of works. Like when you guys were on um, Dragon's Den pitching, you guys kind of you did a demo of, of it, but for, mm-hmm. for the listener, how does that real-time kind of in-game work? So I can just uh, maybe introduce like the gameplay. Sure. So pretty sure. much, um, pretty much, uh, the 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 gameplay is almost like joining. You join a contest. Uh, once you join the contest, you get fifty thousand uh, dollars, what we call virtual stock drop dollars. Okay. Um, and then with that fifty grand, you then pick players that you think will do well. Um, okay. And player prices are actually based on player averages. So, like the re- they're player real is, player averages. Exactly, they're okay. real player averages. So the best player isn't necessarily the best player to pick in stock jocks because uh-huh. they're essentially competing against against themselves. So if you take 
Steph Curry, for example, for let's say he averages 30 points a game. So for his price to increase, he would have to score more than 30 points that game. So he could score, let's say, 25 points, which is still a great game. Sure. But he's not exceeding his averages, so his price will actually drop. And then on the other hand, if you take someone like Corey Joseph, who's averaging what, 8 to 10 points a game, but let's say he has a really great game and he scores 20 points, mm-hmm. his price is going to skyrocket because now he very much so exceeds his averages. Got you. Okay. Yeah, so now, so now in stock shots, you can, you can pick and drop players as the game is going on. So if you have Kyle Lowry and then he subs off and then Corey Joseph comes on, you can sell, now you can sell Kyle Lowry and then buy Corey Joseph while the game is going on. So you have total control, total freedom of your lineup. And that's, that's, that's what we're trying to offer um, fantasy sports users, that total freedom, total control. Got you. And and mm-hmm. you guys also do multi-sport. Can you how how yes. is that different than kind of traditional fantasy? So currently if you are to play fantasy sports, you can only play fantasy football or only fantasy hockey or fantasy basketball. Whatever it may be, you're only allowed to play one sport. So what we've introduced is our multi-sport market where now you can pick and drop players from all major North American sports in the same pool. So imagine having Tom Brady, LeBron James, and Sidney Crosby all in the same pool. Sure. So now you just see this big market of players from all these sports, and we pretty much created the ultimate game for an avid fantasy sports fan. Sure. No, that that's great. And and you guys also have um, cash prizes. How is that exactly. similar to different than current fantasies? So that's that's the part that's. Uh, the same as, as daily fantasy sports. Okay. So we have, so when you join a contest, um, it has an entry fee. You pay the entry fee um, and then you join the contest. And at the end of the contest, uh, whoever has the most profit wins the contest prize. Okay. That, that makes, that makes sense. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious, you're on Android and iOS currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you adding a web version or do you have a web version of the platform? Um, we are going to add a web version, hopefully in uh, 2017. Okay. The only thing, the only, the only main reason why we haven't made it our top priority is because of the live aspect of our game. You have right. to realize that when people are playing this game, they might be at a bar or at a friend's sure. house. Um, so they they don't have their laptop on them all the time, right? right? Whereas you have your phone on you everywhere you go. So that live aspect has. Um, is very appealing to the mobile side of the market. Sure. But we definitely do understand that there is a desktop, a need for this to be on desktop as well. Um, but like I said, it's not our top priority, but we will be implementing that um, into our platform uh, in 2017. Sure. But but I think that's actually a really, really good advice that you guys mm-hmm. basically, yeah, you know you need one eventually, but you mm-hmm. don't need it right out of the gate because like you mentioned, people are at the bar and it's just funny mm-hmm. that you came up with the idea um, for Boston Pizza and people that don't know Dragon's Den, like Jim, one of the guys that's actually on Dragon's Den, like owns Boston Pizza or he's a chairman or something. <laughs> so that, that's why I laughed. Yeah. I, I was like, people probably didn't yeah. realize why I laughed, but like that, yeah. that's the connection. But like, you're right. So you guys are sitting in the bar, you have your phone, your, your chances are like 99 percent of the time you don't have your laptop with you so it totally makes sense exactly and, and i love that about kind of how you guys are building the platform right 
Mm-hmm. So, so I'm curious then when you guys, so you're in BPs, you're coming up with this idea, you guys did your research. So what made you decide, you know, like, guys, we should really just build this because it's not out there. Yeah. So the main reason for it was, um, to be completely honest, we, we, we wanted to work together. I mean, okay. we're, we're all guys that, uh, we were, we were sort of in the, the corporate world working for someone else. Okay. Um, I mean, it was fine. Uh, we, we were all earning respective salaries and everything, but we really, really wanted to work for ourselves. We wanted to work together just because we grew up together and we always had a dream that, uh, one day we will just stop what we're doing and do our own thing. Okay. So, so that was, that was one of the main reasons. And the second reason was just because we, we love fantasy sports. Gotcha. We've all, we've, all three of us have been playing sports for about 10 years now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so collectively we have three years of experience. Um, but uh, those are the main two reasons. I mean, we just wanted to uh, be our own bosses and uh, do what we love. And we love sports and fantasy sports. And now my, my job is pretty much to watch sports, so you can't really go wrong with that, right? <laughs> you, you get paid to do that? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's awesome. So... Did you guys walk me through kind of building the first version of this? Did you guys kind of self-fund this? How how did you get version one kind of built? So, yeah, so we're extremely uh, fully self-financed. We've been bootstrapping okay. to this day still. Um, so, I mean, version one was probably the toughest, uh, probably had the most obstacles that we had to cross, um, mainly because... The, uh, the the secret sauce, which is our algorithm, sure. um, that was something that we worked on for a really long time. We had we pretty much were testing it every single day, and every single day we'd be changing it just because it didn't make sense, and we didn't we couldn't really build the product until the algorithm made sense. Right. We're, so, sorry, go ahead. Was it one of the three of you coding the algorithm, or all three, or did you, you have to outsource um, that to somebody? Yes, it was it was uh, my partner Ruan. He's uh, he's our CTO, so okay. he was uh, he's a genius behind the creation of the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then once once that was done, we were able to uh, work with our uh, developer uh, comprehensively. Um, pretty much, we had to we had an idea as to how we wanted the app to look. Okay, um, just because we have that whole stock market branding, gotcha. so we wanted to pretty much pretty much pop out of the page. When someone sees a picture of it or an ad on Facebook, we want them to be like, whoa, what is this? Sure. This looks like a stock market and it has LeBron James picture on it, right? So we, we wanted the branding to be on point. Um, so funny story, and you can you can give me your honest opinion. Sure. When we first started, yeah. uh, we were actually called Venture Sports. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then I didn't like that name. So I said, why don't we change it to something that has to do with like sports and the stock market? So then we changed our name legally to the Sports Exchange. Okay, interesting. And then we thought it was too big of a mouthful. And when we were actually the Sports Exchange, we we uh, we we came up with like a ranking system where we were like, okay, so the people that are really really good at this game, we'll call them stock chucks. Interesting. And we just kept, and then we just kept talking uh, and discussing like the name because we were like, wait, is this sports exchange too long? And we we're like, what if we change the stock jocks? It's pretty catchy. Very I much mean, so. I really like right? it actually. 
<laughs> so then so then we, we we changed the sock jocks and pretty much we love the name and everyone we speak to is like cool name cool branding like uh, i won't forget it sure um so yeah i just wanted to ask you what was your favorite name out of those three I, I definitely would say uh, stock jocks for sure. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Yeah, me too. The the other thing that I find interesting about that is I, I think like what, what I like is like when people tell kind of like the real struggles of this stuff, right? Like you guys, mm-hmm. you, just, you mentioned you had to tweak your algorithm a bunch and like mm-hmm. until you figured out that, you can't really build the rest of this. You went through mm-hmm. some name changes. You know, you understood why you went just kind of Android and iOS before a web version. Um, you mm-hmm. also decided to kind of make it look more like a stock market type app than maybe a traditional mm-hmm. kind of fantasy app. I, I love those choices, right? And and sometimes mm-hmm. when you're making those, you don't really know if those are the correct things to do, right? It's a little exactly. bit of a stab in the dark and trial and error. For sure. And I mean, you have to realize that the three founding partners were, were just were new grad uh, university grads. We're only 25 years old. It's our first time growing a business. Sure. Um, so this is this is why we went on Dragons then because uh, we want to scale this business, but we ne- we don't have experience doing that. So we need someone um, that has that experience. Yeah. And we feel like Jim and Michelle um, were the perfect partners for us. So we're extremely excited to um, get started working with them. Sure. So. Obviously, like for for this show airs in America, and and probably there's some Americans that have never heard of Dragons Den. But just mm-hmm. just again to reiterate, Dragons Den is like the Canadian version of Shark Tank. It's basically the exact same thing. It's just mm-hmm. they have like Canadian investors, and actually a couple of the guys that are actually like Kevin O'Leary and uh, oh, what's the other name, Robert? Robert um, Hershevik. Yeah. yeah, they're actually on Dragons Den, or they were on Dragons Den before they, they were, were on yeah. Shark Tank. Just so just for the listeners out there. Um, so I'm, I'm curious though, and I've had a few other people on the show that have been on Shark Tank. Um, how is being on a show that kind of, that airs internationally, has, has it helped, hindered, not really done anything for you guys yet? I'm curious to know kind of how that effect has helped you guys or, or not helped you guys yet. So being on national TV, um, is always a good thing. Sure. <laughs> okay. I kind of figured. Start off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, pretty much what happened was uh, we, we actually launched in March. Okay. And then Dragons Den up 2016. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Um, so in April, uh, we were notified that Dragons Den was coming to uh, Toronto to hold auditions. And at this point, I had like a couple other friends who were doing their own startups. And then they, they, they got in touch with me and were like, hey, Amar, like, we're going to go audition for Dragons and do you want to come? And I thought about it a little bit, but then I was like, no, you know what? It's too early. You don't have that many users. We just launched. Don't know if it's uh, the right step for us at this moment. So then I actually said no. And then one day before, um, I had a last second change of heart. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Sure. Um, if anything, it'll be a good experience pitching um, to the producers because that's who you pitch to for the auditions. Right. So, uh, we went and we started doing the pitch, uh, and the producer actually stopped us mid pitch and he was like, wow, I need to download this right now. So he took out his phone and he downloaded it. That's hilarious. That's awesome though. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. Like we were just staring at each other and we were like, okay, so I guess this went well. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And then, and then two days later, we get an email saying, Amar, Ruan, Nader, you guys will be filming for Dragons Den on May 15th. 
and nice. we're just like, holy shit. Sure. Now we have one month. We have one month to pretty much perfect our pitch and come up with a creative presentation. Because what what we were told was that just because you film for Dragon's Den doesn't mean that it'll air on national TV. Yeah, it's the same with Shark because, Tank. Exactly. Yeah. So it has to be creative because at the end of the day, it's a TV show. Yeah. And they, they, they care about views. And that's fair enough because they are a TV show. So then we... Um, we started thinking about how we wanted to do the presentation and we were like, why don't we bring in a basketball net and uh, we'll take some shots and then we'll show the prices changing um, on the, on the app. Sure. And then, and then we thought, Hey, wouldn't it be better if we were to somehow, this might be a long shot, but somehow bring an athlete onto the show because there's never been one on the show. And I'm pretty sure if we bring one on the show, then we'll air. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Then, (laughs) So then I got onto uh, I went on Instagram. Okay. And I started messaging athletes. I started DMing athletes. Really. And one of the and one of the athletes I uh, direct messaged was Nick Stauskas because um, I would, I'm actually a fan of his. I used to watch him when he was at Michigan State. Um, I know he's from Mississauga, which is very very close to Toronto. So sure. he spends his summers here. So I, I messaged him and um, told him a little little bit about the business. Um, I told him about Dragon's Den, and I, I think like I thought that he might be interested because he's he also has his own hot sauce business, so he's a business-minded mm. guy. Sure. Um, and then a couple hours later, he messages me back, and he's like, "Hey, sick idea! Um, I love the show. I've been watching it for years and years. I would love to be involved. Here's my manager's number." Really? Yeah. So that just was just cold, cold DM'd him on Instagram. I love exactly. that. Man. I love it. It really goes down in the DMs, doesn't it? Totally. No, that's amazing. So that was crazy. So then I got in touch with his manager um, and pretty much we were speaking every single day because he's asking me um, specific questions because he had to make sure that it was okay with the Philadelphia 76ers, the uh, NBA Players Association, the NBA League Office. He had to get approval from all of them. Okay. And he got... got he got the uh, AOK from, from all of them. And um, it went from actually being a one-time endorsement deal to a full partnership. Really? So when we, yeah. So when we actually first spoke, um, he was, he was going to come on the show with us okay. and then we would just compensate him for his time. And then we go our separate ways type of thing. Okay. And as, as we started working together um, for, for the show, um, I saw that he, he could very much so add value as being a, uh, a partner. And he, he saw the vision uh, that we had. So he shared, he shared our vision and he was like, listen, I think you guys are the real deal. Um, why don't we actually uh, uh, invest in your company and become partners? And then we were like, that's fantastic. I mean, and then taking, and then taking uh, Nick on the show with us, Especially as a pre-revenue company, um, really yeah, legitimizes the idea because you know, when you go to the den, you have no sales. The the dragons pretty much jump all over you. So and then you see six foot seven Nick Stauskas standing right beside <laughs> you, and uh, I I could say that it, it definitely helped. Oh, being there. but but the thing that I love about that, obviously, like it, it's going really well, and you partner with him. But like you you said earlier that you were you thought you were like too early to even go audition, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's Athlete. really ins- 
inspiring, right? And then you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Forget it. I'm just going to go do it and we're going to figure out how to do it. And then you just like mm-hmm. hustled to get somebody, like to get Nick to actually come on the show and do it. And then now he's working with you. Like that's how this stuff happens, right? And I think that's yeah. an inspiring story to people and others, right? For sure. I mean, it, it was it was a grind. We had one month to pretty much get everything ready for the show. And uh, I mean... We had many sleepless nights, but I mean, it, it worked out. It worked out in our favor. This is what we signed up for when we wanted to work for ourselves, right? Sure. No, <laughs> so, it's great, man. I mean, uh, it, it's great. I mean, it's it's not it's not all uh, it's it's not that easy. Um, actually, it's not easy at all. But uh, you have to uh, you have to pretty much grind, and um, you have to pretty much uh, do what you got to do at this point. Sure. No, I I totally agree. It makes a lot of sense. So I'm I'm curious then. Um, how long did it take Nick to get kind of approval to actually appear on the show? Was it like a few days? Was it a couple of weeks? Like, just, I'm curious. I don't really necessarily, I get that it's like just kind of, he needs to make sure he doesn't do anything to, to piss off the league and, and his team and whatnot. Yeah. But like, was it a couple of days? Was it a kind of a long process? I guess I'm just kind of curious to know that. Um, it actually just, it actually just took a couple of weeks just okay. because he needed approval. He needed approval from a few different parties. So like oh, I said, okay. like the, uh, the the team the GM um, the NBA league office to make sure it was all legal sure. just because you know um, they're like partnered with like DraftKings and FanDuel and ah, stuff just, okay. so he just wanted he just wanted to make sure that um, there's, he's not pretty much breaking any clause in his contract or right. any, or any or any other rules but I mean it was okay I, his 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 manager. Uh, his, his name is also Nick, so it gets kind of confusing sometimes. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, uh, he was actually <clears throat> he was actually uh, doing all the all the communication with the, all these all, all these parties, oh, okay. and um, he knew he knew it was very time sensitive. So he was he did it pretty quick, and um, we also needed confirmation just because if he was coming, then we would probably we would do our pitch how we did it, and if he wasn't, then we'd probably have to change it up. Right. So we needed to know just because it had to be flawless. And um, I think I think uh, it uh, it worked it went really well. No, that's that's awesome. So I'm curious, and you don't have to name names, but did you hear back from anybody else that you messaged, or was it just him? Yeah, so we did hear back from a couple other players. Um, okay, I heard back from Andrew Nicholson. I heard back from an O lineman uh, uh, in the NFL. I just forgot his name. Okay. Um, and then a couple other players, they, they messaged me back. It was it was just funny, um, like the, the type of message that I got from Nick. It was just like I knew I wanted to work with him the way he, he the way he responded. Whereas some of the other players were just like, "What is writing then?" And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Ah, okay. gotcha. Uh, you're probably not the right guy to come on the show with me. Fair enough. No, <laughs> but, but Nick, that, that's but, awesome. But though, Nick right? expressed, yeah, and Nick Nick expressed a lot of interest. I mean. Like I said, he has his own has his own hot sauce company, Sauce Castillo. Right. Um, he's he's Canadian. He lives he lives in Toronto. So all all the, all the signs were pointing up. So uh, we were extremely ecstatic um, to have him on board. Um, and still to this day, I work with his manager. We pretty much have we we speak at least once a week. I know he's a busy guy, but That's he takes awesome. time out to speak with to speak with me. Um, he has tons of connections. So we're just trying to leverage that to uh, pretty much grow the business at this point. Sure. No, that's that's great. And I, I love that story. And you're right. Like, I, I think you brought up something that, that's really interesting to me is you basically picked 
the right partner for the app, right? Like mm-hmm, you, you mm-hmm. could, and like, I don't mean this in a mean way towards Nick, but like you could have maybe gotten a more famous, like LeBron James type person. If you really try like hypothetically mm-hmm. that everybody's mm-hmm. heard of, whether you're a sports fan or not that, mm-hmm. but if they've, if they don't understand kind of what Dragon's Den is, if they're not kind of business mindset, if they're not maybe geographically located around you, then it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because they're not going to add value other than their name. So having somebody exactly. like Nick who's like in the league from Toronto, business-minded, loves the show, mm-hmm. it's just like the perfect person, right? And I think that's really good advice because I've had kind of investors and stuff on the show and they always say you need to really pick the people on your team and they need to add value other than just like who they are as a person, right? Or, or their name or their brand. You need to find somebody that actually truly adds value to your product and your company. And you guys did that. And I think that's a really good message to iterate just to the listener, right? Oh, I 100% agree. Um, it's, it's, it's probably one of the main reasons why we even started this company. Sure. Um, just like you said, uh, we're, we're three guys that have different backgrounds. Yeah. And we, we, we add value to the company i mean um we all we're, we're, we all know what we're doing in our respective field and um we love working together and we we feel like we're the right team and then adding nick to it was just uh it was actually unbelievable just so much happened in such little time that i, I feel like sometimes it was hard for us to take it in oh, like sure. getting that getting that call from from the producer of dragons and saying hey you're gonna be on the show then getting a call from nick saying hey i want to be your partner and actually being in in the studio filming for the show, which was absolutely surreal, especially for someone someone like uh, myself and my partners who've been watching uh, Dragons in season one, and then to actually be on season eleven, sure, uh, that was an unbelievable experience. Then getting notified uh, in September that our show is going to air in October, um, and that that was that was just fantastic. And I mean. The, the publicity that we got was uh, <clears throat> definitely invaluable. Um, just just being on TV, and I mean, millions of people actually watch Dragon's Den, so yep. well, we, we, we were finally able to get the word out. And um, I mean, great things are happening, but I mean, this is still the beginning. And sure. uh, we're, we're extremely excited to see what the future holds for us. No, that that's great, man. So I'm kind of curious to get back into kind of the platform a little bit. Um, sure. How do you guys plan on monetizing this? So we have monetized. Uh, okay. We, we, we just monetized in September. Um, so pretty much it's, it's the same monetization method as other daily fantasy sports platforms. Um, we, we pretty much just take 10% of every single entry fee. Okay. And that's how, that's how the business makes money. Um, and then we're also looking into um, other forms of, uh, of monetization. So one is, one is uh, in-game, sorry, in-app video ads. Okay. So we actually did a, we did a survey um, for our user base, and 90% of our users said that they would watch a one-minute video if it meant free entry to a contest. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so these I love are, that, so these though. Are, yeah, so these are, these, these are just stats that we could take to companies, and we could tell them, listen, 90% of our user base is saying that they would watch your ad if it was in our app, if it just meant that we let them enter a contest for free. So that's, that's something that could add value for the companies that are looking for advertisements in sports apps, for example. Sure. Right? 
so that's so that's something that we we plan on implementing pretty soon. Um, and uh, we're actually trying to get involved with sports bars. Okay. Um, trying to uh, offer them an interactive way to be um, at the bar, pretty much. So we did. We also did some research um, in terms of um, costs for bars. So the cost of food and drinks is going up. The cost of rent is going up. The cost of wages is going up. Yep. So if all these things are going up, these these sports bars, they need to do something different um, to make money. And I mean, we feel like stock jocks being in these bars um, could make just being at the bar more fun. Could sure. you imagine just being going to, for example, Boston Pizza, and then you have uh, you have a big TV uh, right in front of you that has our leaderboard. Sure. Um, just displayed, and then people are asking questions like, "What is this?" Oh, now you can uh, now you can watch the game, and you can play stock jocks while the game is going on and earn a free beer, for example. Sure. So now it, it's valuable for us because we get a new user, um, and we're able to monetize that way. And it's and it's good for the bars that that are now seeing um, increased expenses because now these customers are going to spend more time there. And probably buy an extra appetizer, or buy an extra beer, or buy an extra pitcher. Sure. So now they they can see their revenues go up too. So I mean, it's mutually beneficial. So we're 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 always looking to uh, pretty much offer that value elsewhere as well. I, I think it would also be interesting, and I'm sure you guys have thought of this. Is actually when you're live at a sporting event. I think that could be really yeah. cool too, where you're maybe yeah. competing with others that are actually live at the game too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 something we've definitely uh, talked about. And I mean, we have uh, we have the contacts in place to actually get that ball rolling as well. So we're extremely excited. Sure. Or if like you guys got like picked up by the NFL or the what whoever, right? Really, like mm-hmm, NBA. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really cool if mm-hmm. you guys were that was running along the bottom of the like the the score clock at the top of the stadium. Like, yeah, I think that would be rad. That'd be great. Right? Sure. Yeah, it's it's just it's just adding value to to a sports fan, right? I mean, it makes. Our, our our game pretty much makes watching the game more fun, and our 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 logo and our vision. I mean, our our, our statement is that we want to change the way people watch sports. So sure. we feel that we're we're. I think I think that's something we can accomplish very soon. Yeah, no, that's great. So I'm kind of curious, and we've kind of touched on this throughout the show. Um, other than kind of like a web platform and kind of, you know, maybe moving into a little bit more interactive when people are out and about in bars and games mm-hmm. and whatnot. What what else are you guys kind of doing in the future that, you know, people can look forward to in 2017? Mm-hmm. So right now, um, there's there's a couple things in the app which are... Uh, so So the main thing about the app right now is that you have to be pretty much picking and dropping players as the game is going on if you want to win. Okay. So sometimes that gets a little bit annoying, whereas it's kind of taking away from the actual game. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something that we, we totally understand. So we're actually implementing plenty of new updates in our app in the next month, uh, month and a half, that are actually going to make the app way more user-friendly. And you know what? I have to, to, to those that are listening that are actually Stop Jocks users, I would... Uh, very much so like to thank you all because uh, we actually do have a feedback uh, option in the app and the feedback that we get from our users is absolutely phenomenal. That's great. And um, we, we're, we're actually implementing 
um, almost all of all of the suggestions that we're getting. Um, That's amazing because we want, we, we we want to cater to all to all users, right? Sure. Um, so uh, our immediate our immediate goal is to get those um, get those updates going, just so we can retain our users. Um, and then um, we're actually looking to uh, get into more sports. Okay. So we understand that college sports are huge, especially in the states. Um, so college basketball, March Madness is is coming up. It's creeping right. up upon us. So we so we want to get into that, and um, and sports just like sports like soccer, biggest sure. sport in the world. Yeah. I mean, so we we want to we want to expand um, the amount of sports people can play, and uh, we we do look to implement that next year. Okay. I mean, just just six just six months ago, we only had two sports. Okay. We only had NFL and MLB. Okay. So now we have all four North American sports. We added um, NHL and uh, sorry, NHL and NFL. Yeah. So now we have all four of those. Um, and I mean, when it when it gets to next summer, all we have is MLB. So by that time, we do want to have other sports implemented into the app, just so our users have that variety. Got you. And then kind of at the university college level as well. Exactly. Got you. For yeah, sure. that makes sense. Because yeah. I like I obviously like you and I both obviously like are Canadians and, and live in Canada. But um, mm-hmm. the thing that I find fascinating to me is, um, and I was just talking to a guy last week. Like he went to this Alabama versus somebody last Saturday. Like he's from Alabama, mm-hmm. and he said there was over a hundred thousand people at like their university or college game. Yeah, which, like I... is. Which is great, like don't get me wrong, but just th- that just doesn't really exist in Canada. Like people don't really go watch kind of college or university football at mm-hmm. that scale. Like they do go, but like they don't get the kind of people that you get in America. But it is awesome. Or like I was down at UCLA over the summer and kind of into about a decade or so ago, and just game night. And you're on like campus at UCLA. It was crazy how I bet I bet that that vibe and that oh, was it was unreal, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like an unreal vibe. It's almost a better vibe than I think for like going to see like an NFL. And I, people will probably hate me for saying that, but I I don't know. Like no, I've been people, to some people, NFL games. People need to realize that uh, that college football and college basketball is actually bigger than the NFL and the NBA. Really? Which is yeah, which is a fact. No, I didn't know that was actually true, but like just the vibe seemed like better. I yeah. don't know, like in terms of in terms of fan base, yeah. it's, it's actually bigger, which is interesting. Which is crazy and that's why we 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 really want to tap into that market as well. Sure. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense, man. I I I think that's awesome. So, we're kind of coming to the end of the show, so maybe for somebody that tuned in kind of a bit later into our mm-hmm. conversation, do you maybe want to close the show with giving kind of just a quick overview of the platform and what exactly StockJocks is and then where people can get more information and download the app online or the apps, I should for say? For sure. For sure. So uh, for those of you just recently tuning in, StockJocks is the world's first live fantasy sports platform where you can pick and drop players in-game where their prices are changing in real time based on their in-game performance. StockJocks also has a multi-sport market where you can actually pick and drop players from all sports in the same pool. And lastly, StockJocks' unique ranking system ensures fair competition. So beginners are always playing beginners. Experts 
experts are always playing experts. Um, for more information, you can visit our website at www.stockjocks.net. And if you're a Canadian listener, you can download the app on the App Store. And if you have an Android, you can actually download it off of our website, stockjocks.net. And if you're in the States or anywhere uh, internationally, you can download it on the Play Store and the App Store. Perfect, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you. And I think maybe in the new year we should uh, do this again and uh, you know, kind of catch up and see where you're at now. And I'm curious to see and kind of follow your journey through through this whole thing, right? Because you guys are haven't even been live less than a year, and you've accomplished so much, and I think that's, that's incredible. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I would love to be on it again, hopefully in the new year, um, touch base with you. And uh, like I said, uh, lots has happened, but this is just the beginning, and um, we can't wait to uh, blow this up. That's great, man. Well, Amar, I really appreciate you doing this. I look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, Kevin. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep them in the future.